is Off Script with Trish Glose. Intimate interviews and conversations with interesting people. In front of my microphone today is Allison Baker of Nail It Salon. You're the owner. Yes. You're the girl boss. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I like to have girl bosses on the podcast. I have a coffee mug that says girl boss. Yeah, I think I need one of those because they need to be reminded sometimes. <laughs> oh, your, your staff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know in, in, in your staff includes your son. Yes. So he needs to be reminded maybe a lot that you're the boss. Yes. That's why he sits right next to me so I can throw <laughs> stuff at him. I like it. All right. Uh, where are you from originally? I was actually born and raised here. Okay. Here where? I was born in Medford and Ray grew up in Talent. Okay. So what was that like? What decade are we talking? Sorry. Uh, well, I was born in the 70s um, and grew Me up too. In, in Talent in the 80s, I guess. Uh, it was a very small town, so I pretty much couldn't get away with very much because my dad knew everybody. Okay. So. <laughs> well, Talent, I mean, Talent is still a fairly small town. So yes. I can imagine back in the 80s, it was really small? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you really can't, I mean, there's no, there's no lying about anything. No, you usually always got caught at some point. Somebody saw me that knew me or knew my dad and yeah. So okay. Well, what was that like growing up in talent in the eighties? Um, way different than now. Like okay. when I was little, you could, I, I would go to ride my bike to the grocery store to buy candy and buy myself at, you know, seven years old and mm -hmm. nobody worried about it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely different these days than it, you know, was okay. when I was a kid. So did you get in trouble as a kid? Uh, not usually, no. Maybe more in like high school. I right. was kind of more of a troublemaker. Okay. <laughs> and you grew up with a younger sister? Yes. And She's that's it? Two years younger than me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what was that like? Um, it was, it was interesting. We didn't get along very well through high school, but we're really close now. So mm -hmm. uh, when we were little, I guess it was fine, but mm -hmm. she, she kind of, pushed my buttons a lot. Well, I mean, she's your younger sister. Right. She's supposed to. <laughs> supposed to push your buttons. Um, I talk about my brother, not a lot on this podcast, but it's so funny because growing up with him, he was older, four years older than mm -hmm. me. And I mean, we got along, but we didn't get along. But I feel like I give him a lot of crap on here. Like he would just beat me up and make fun of me. But right. I'm just going to state for the record, he's awesome. Like, <laughs> he's an awesome human being. And we get along great now. And I think right. that's it. Like it, it always interests me when people are like, yeah, I got along great with my older brother. I'm yeah. Like, Seriously? Well, like when we were little, my sister, I hated getting dirty. I hated any of that <laughs> stuff. So she would always like chase me around with worms and stuff. She was really mm -hmm. kind of mean, uh, but I'm not like traumatized over it. I got over it. Right. Now I like to be outside and get dirty and I don't care. Okay. Let's talk about you hated getting dirty. Like, like, did you like get like as a young kid, like get all dressed up in dresses? Yes. And... I was, when I was little, it was dresses. Really? And really yeah. It's kind of different from, from now. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I, yeah. No, I like to be dressed up and I would always have to have tights and my little dress in elementary school and my mom was, my mom's really, she's great at sewing stuff. So she would mm -hmm. make me dresses and I would have these little fancy dresses that I'd wear all the time. And that's shocking have to, to have me. tights, but then I'd go play on the playground and always come home with holes in my tights. And so, yeah, I'd always have to get new ones, but. That surprises me. But when I, yeah, I know that surprises a lot of people actually. <laughs> Cause you're very, very different now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll now, talk, like we'll when that. I was really little, yeah, I'd get dirt on my hands and I'd cry to my dad that I was dirty and. 
and you know awesome. I hated it, and now I'm like out digging in the dirt, and mm -hmm. I like camping, and you know all mm -hmm. that outdoor stuff. So. And even I mean fixing up a, a nail salon and and doing construction and painting and yes, I like to do all that stuff myself. I I'm more I'm kind of a DIYer when it comes to mm -hmm. stuff. I like to do it my way. You're a girl boss and get it done. <laughs> You're a girl boss. Yes. If, if anyone's gonna get it, I always have the philosophy that. With certain things, no one's going to get it done like I'm going to get it done. Right. That's... And it's if I want it done my way, I'm going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I like that. I appreciate that. So let's talk about high school and all the trouble you got into high school. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Uh, so um, what does that mean? Well, I... Uh, my parents found out later after high school, actually. But, like, when I was in high school, I learned how to sign my dad's name and get myself out of class a lot. Excellent. So, yeah, I copied his signature pretty well. Like, just to get out of class? Just to get out of class. Okay. Um, I got in trouble quite a few times. Well, because I tend to be loud, and I tend to be kind of a smartass at right. times. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got kicked out of class a lot with a certain couple of teachers. Okay. So... Uh, sometimes I just walk in laughing and they'd kick me out. So <laughs> are those teachers still around? Um, they, they're still here. They still taught school for years and years after I left, but I think they, I think, uh, one of them just recently retired, I think, okay. but I'm not positive. Have you seen them as an adult? No. Okay. No, I didn't go back. <laughs> so weird. It's really weird. It's kind of, it depends on the teacher, but especially if it was a teacher you got into trouble with a lot. Yeah. It's always weird seeing them right. as an adult. Yeah. The teachers that you loved, that's a different story. Right. Because they're happy for your success. And right. Well, like... when I was, when I had Jarrett and he started elementary school, he went to the same elementary school that I did. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the first back to school barbecue and here's all of my like first through sixth grade teachers that are still teaching there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm there with my son. So it was, it was actually really cool, but right. weird kind of all at the same time. Oh yeah. Very weird. Yeah. So you just skipped class a lot? I, I skipped a lot. Mm -hmm. I, you know, kind of smarted off a lot. Um, yeah, but I never got, like, I mean, I did okay grade-wise. Um, sometimes I struggled, mainly just because I would have issues with the teachers, so I just right. wouldn't do my stuff. Right. Um, and so where did you go to high school? Phoenix High School. Phoenix High School. And so, um, and I mean, you tell me the story about high school, because I've heard bits and pieces of your high school career, but I mean, how did that go ultimately? Oh, fine. I mean, I graduated, mm -hmm. I, you know, it was down to the wire there, just mainly because I didn't do my English stuff. So right. I went into my, the very end of senior year, my English class, I had a, I think I was, I might've been failing at that point and in going into the final and I was pretty nervous and I took the final and I, I, apparently I passed it with enough to graduate with like a couple points above failing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she really, if I truly passed or if she just wanted to get me out of there because <laughs> she didn't want me back. I don't know. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, Allison I don't want kid. her back. Get her out of here. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, it, I don't know really. What but. came after high school? Well, um, I actually planned on doing something completely different with my life. My original plan was to join the Coast Guard. And really? Yes. So I wanted to join the Coast Guard and work kind of into um, law enforcement and like eventually maybe work for the DEA or the FBI. Um, but then, to my surprise, I ended up pregnant. <laughs> how, how old were you when you got pregnant? I was 17. 17. Yes. I Dang. was a month out of high school when I got pregnant. So. Wow. Yeah. So and I turned 18 a month later. So. There is this, and I think there's still this sort of, um, I don't even know what the word is, but teenage moms it's just it's not it's everybody tends to think like your life is over right. when you get pregnant at 16 17 18 19 right 
The, and that's kind of the attitude I got at first from a lot of people was like, you're, you're ruining your life. You know, you shouldn't do this. What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I, it, to me, it wasn't really a choice. It was, I'm, I'm having a baby, you right. know, and so my plans are going to change. Because it wasn't a planned pregnancy. Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. It was definitely not planned. I think that is a no. <laughs> not planned. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, neither, neither one of them were planned, actually, but... I wouldn't give them back for nothing. So. Okay. So you. So again, you had these plans to go into the Coast Guard with this ultimate goal of you know becoming something in the FBI. Or, right. So you're pregnant, and th- now what? Well, obviously that's out for me. You know that to me that wasn't an option anymore. Was it out like it's out right now, or it's out forever? Um, at that point, I think it was just out forever because I couldn't see myself raising a child and essentially putting my life on the line all the time and not knowing what the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to, I, I think it was just ultimately, well, plans are different. Like that's not going to happen for okay. me. Okay. So you have, you have this baby, you're 18 years old mm-hmm. and you have, you have this baby. Is dad in the picture? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Hesitant. There's a little bit of hesitancy there. Yeah. Kind of in the picture. Did you, did you go into it? Did you guys get married? No. Okay. Not right. Not then. No. Okay. <laughs> but you go into it as, I mean, you've got a kid now, you're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And so all of your focus shifts to this baby. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What comes, I mean, what happens then? Well, I still lived with my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, I'm young and trying to figure things out. Totally. So I, I was still living at home. Um, I had a job. Uh, and then I decided that I hated doing what I was doing. And so I decided to go to beauty school. I figured if I go to beauty school and do that, then, you know, eventually I can make my own schedule. I'm not working till 10 o'clock at night, working retail and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So I have a little more freedom. So that's when I just decided to, to do it. So you, you go to beauty school. Yes. What did you, did you initially want to do nails? Yes. And I had actually, beauty school was something I'd kind of thought about earlier on in high school Mm -hmm. um, and then decided that I didn't, you know, I wasn't really sure. And so I had gotten into like explorers and law enforcement stuff and I really liked that. So that's when I changed my mind to go that direction. Okay. But then Jarrett changed my mind back. (laughs) So I went back to the beauty school route. I went to the school, originally was going to go through everything, but hated it there so I had done nails and that was my main passion anyways was nails mm-hmm. so I painted my nails all the time as a kid and got in trouble for staying up too late with my light on and turn your light off and go to sleep you know that kind You're of like, thing I'm so, painting my nails yeah my nails so I'd wake up with like sheet marks and hair <laughs> creases and my nail polish all the time but it's <laughs> awesome yeah so so you were so nails were actually a passion for you early on then. yeah oh yeah and when I was in middle school I would uh, girlfriends would come over and we'd polish I'd polish their nails and I'd write like boyfriends names on them you know there's plenty of letters write out I love so and so right on your fingers or That's whatever. so dorky. I know it's totally dorky, but it happened. Um, so. so you are in beauty school. Nails are what you really want to do. Um, what happens after beauty school then? Do you open your own shop or do you work somewhere no, else? No, I worked in a salon here in Medford for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, I um, got pregnant with Jacob, my youngest son. Okay. And so uh, he was actually born six weeks early. Mm-hmm. And so when I had him, I was actually in the hospital for a week and then had him six weeks early and decided that I was going to take more than a month off because Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend some time with him. And in that time I was spending off, I 
there was a woman that had a small salon in talent and it was just tanning beds and she wanted to put a nail tech or something in there with her. Okay. She offered me like a lease deal that I couldn't turn down and so I started leasing a station from her and just went to work from there because she would, I could take the baby to, to work with me and she, oh, would, nice. she would take care of him because all she did was answer the phone and clean tanning beds. So she, she liked being able to take care of him while I worked on clients and it For worked sure. out perfectly. Six weeks early, did, were yeah. there complications? Um, I, I kind of had issues with both of them a little bit. Uh-huh. Not as bad with the first one, but with Jacob, yeah. He was, um, I went into labor seven weeks early. They wow. kept, me, kept me on bed rest for a week, but his heart rate kept dropping um, drastically when I would have contractions. So they finally decided it was time to just let him come out. Okay. So he spent a couple weeks in the NICU after he was born. He was only four and a half pounds. <gasps> so oh he was super goodness. tiny. So, and they never could figure out why um, mm-hmm. he was doing it. And they did all kinds of tests, couldn't figure it out. Only explanation they could give was maybe he was squeezing the umbilical cord and when he get lightheaded, he'd let go, which makes sense because he's still kind of a daredevil. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's really so, interesting. Yeah. Or maybe he was just like, I need out of here. Right. Maybe. I don't know. He so, was ready to, he was ready to face the world. Yeah. So I had a, had a little trouble with Jarrett. So we were monitoring that. And then when I had Jacob, it was, it was, that was it. I, we originally had planned on possibly having a third one, but with the complications with both, I was I was happy with two healthy boys, so Perfect. I stopped there. So when did you decide to open up your own salon? Well, in talent, actually, I worked there um, leasing a station from her for a couple years, and then she decided that she didn't want it anymore. So mm-hmm. she sold me the business, and I kind of took it over there. So I started off, it was uh, me, and I put in a couple of hair stations, kept the tanning beds, and mm-hmm. brought in another nail tech. Okay. And uh, did that there for a while. And then um, my relationship with the kids' dad, our marriage was falling apart. And I decided because the kids were young, um, I was going to sell it. And I started working out of my house. So I had a little camp trailer modified to my salon outside of my back door. So that way when the kids came home from school, I was there. Awesome. And it worked out great. And I did that for quite a few years. Okay. And, And so you really did have your own salon. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. For a long time, it was just me in the trailer outside of my house. And, you know, I figured they have taco trucks. The nail <laughs> trucks. You know, taco trucks. Why not have a nail truck? Absolutely. So I had a little trailer set up, and it was great. I agree. So when did you decide to bite the bullet and open up a shop? Like, legit business, <laughs> storefront. I mean, all of it. Well, I... Uh, I moved out of that house and I went to work in a salon leasing a space um, from somebody that uh, with another nail tech that I was kind of training at the time and we didn't really work out very well so I left went to another salon okay worked there for six months and had a lot of issues there too and decided you know what I'm not good working for somebody But, but At we, least you recognize it. Right? So we left there and we went to another salon. We were actually asked to leave there because I stood up for us, um, me and Nikki, because we went from from a, one salon to that one and then to another one. And that salon was decided to close. There were too many issues and I couldn't handle hairdressers getting in fist fights in front of the salon anymore. And I decided Yikes. I was done. So, so wait, Nikki is your BFF. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you mean stood up for you guys? Well, the... The owner of the salon was, she would make deals with us and then go behind our back and give them to somebody else and not honor the arrangement that she made with us. And I just had enough. So I stood up for us and she terminated our lease right before Thanksgiving. So that's nice. So yeah. You strike me as the kind that you don't, you don't take a lot 
of BS from anyone. No, not really. <laughs> but you also you also stick up for yourself when something's not fair. Right. And so was it kind of that situation with these salons, you know, you're there for short periods of time. Was it sort of like a, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> or maybe vice a, versa. A lot of it, it was a little bit of both. Like the, the one where she asked us to leave, like I was totally fine leaving. I was over it at that point. And just working in that dynamic and s- certain personalities, when you get so many different personalities, it makes it really hard. Yeah. Because you're in tight quarters. And, you know, we left there and we went into another salon where there were some hairstylists. There was some um, back and forth between one of the hairstylists didn't like Nikki for some reason. And there was just some bullying that kind of went on within the mm. salon. So it's really, it's sad that it goes on as adults too. It's not just a, a kid thing. I and mean, yeah. bullying is everywhere. But she, uh, I've, I've kind of had enough of that too. Do you so. think it's a, do you think it's a girl thing too? Um... In my experience, yes, I think it's harder to it's harder for me to get along with women than it is. I mean, for mm-hmm. me to get along with men, some of my best friends are men. Um, but and even growing up, my you know my best friends were were not girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, no, I think that's interesting because I you know I have there's a newsroom full of women mm-hmm. here, and um, we have some dudes, obviously, but uh, we all get along for the most part, right, really well. And mm-hmm. there's this sense of like girl power when it's a bunch of females in the newsroom on a let's say a Thursday Mm -hmm. and we kind of joke we're like oh we're gonna get a lot of stuff done because there's just a bunch of girls working today yeah because we're super hardworking and Mm -hmm. ambitious but I also find it too like in a salon type of scenario I've you know I get my hair done so I hear I hear in different salons about different problems that women sometimes have a really hard time getting along yeah and and it's true because there were uh, those other salons we worked in the problems weren't with the men hairstylists that were there. It was with the women. So the problems that Nikki and I had with other people or separate problems that didn't include us, but problems mm-hmm. within the salon were all women to women issues. Right. Whether it was a competition thing or a, I, I, I don't even know right. in most cases because I tried to stay out of it as much as possible. Yeah. Well, now you look at the atmosphere in the country today when it comes to women, especially mm-hmm. like now is the time really we should be supporting each other. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean we all have to get along because it's not going to happen. No, it's not. I mean, luckily right now I've got a really good group that I work with that Mm -hmm. we all get along really well and Mm -hmm. we have very little issues and we don't have a lot of drama and, you know, we're not pulling each other's hair, but (laughs) you know, we get along really well and it's, and it's nice to keep that small little group. For sure. And I, I can probably count on one hand, maybe the females that have been in my life that I just didn't get along with, Mm -hmm. but I've gotten to the point now as an adult where I don't want to. I don't want to talk behind their back. I don't want to, I just want them to be on their own path and right. be happy. Yeah. I don't have to be negative towards them. Right. I mean, there's plenty of people that I don't get along with too. And with with the other side of what I do, you know, I work with a lot of people from all over the place and some of them I don't just, I just don't mesh with. But as an adult, you push through that and you work with them and you're civil to them when you have to be. And outside of that, I just don't associate with them. Okay. So I know we were talking about getting your own salon, but let's talk about that. Mm Because how did you get into nail education? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. How'd you get into that? So I was working, uh, doing nails and I went to a show and I a trade show and I saw this new product that was out and they had colored acrylic and stuff with glitter in it. And I thought, okay, this is new. This is cool. So I bought Mm -hmm. some and I started using it. And about a year later, uh, there was an ad in one of the trade magazines about this particular company was looking for educators. And so I 
applied and I flew back to Kansas City and I went through like a five day nail boot camp, learn about the product, learn how to teach it, mm -hmm. take a test and all this stuff and passed it. And it just kind of grew from there. So that was five years into my career. So I've been doing that for about 17 years. And you are educating. So it's with a, a specific brand. Yes. And you have been educating other nail techs on how to use it, how to use that brand. I also do some that's not brand specific. Okay. So, I mean, if they're dead set on a certain brand that they love, like mm -hmm. I teach a lot of structure, like how to properly structure a nail. Cause there's a lot more to it than just polishing a finger. Right. Nail. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it. So, well, I'm just going to say right now, um, and I'm going to ask you to send me some pictures of some of the things that you've done mm -hmm. that you're really proud of. Cause I'm going to kind of show them. I'll edit them in in this section, you're really, really good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, you really, really, really are good. And I tell this story a lot. Like, yeah, my nail, my nail chick, like she travels all over the world. Like with this education, you go everywhere. Yeah. I've been to, I think, 26 different countries and some of them seven or eight times, uh, teaching and working at different trade shows and events, um, teaching different techniques and products. And when the company launches new products, then I go and promote them, um, that kind of thing. So As best as you can, where have you been? Oh my gosh. Um, I've been to, my very first overseas trip was to Japan. Um, I've been to Hong Kong, Korea, uh, mainland China, uh, South Africa, which is amazing. Um, Australia, I've been all over Europe, Eastern Europe, Serbia, Croatia, Croatia, Greece, Italy, Spain, Portugal, London, or England, London. I know um, what you meant. Yeah, a couple places in England, actually. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. And all for nails. Yes. I mean, I just want to say, good thing you didn't go to the Coast Guard. <laughs> right? Yes, I've done things. I've been able or had the opportunity to do things doing nails that I never in a million years would have imagined. Right, right. So You actually have a map in your salon that kind of pinpoints everywhere yeah. that you've been mm -hmm. and a lot of this is you said in in china and because that's i mean nails are pretty big yeah nail yeah. art is pretty big right i haven't actually been to asia in quite a while um but i used to go a couple times a year i'd fly to asia um and and work in either japan or hong kong Ma right. were the two main ones that i've been to the most right and then just a few years ago you got into um competitions yeah, about, well, it was about seven years ago. And okay. actually that first show that I went to that got me associated with the mm -hmm. company that I'm now working with, they, um, I was actually there for a competition. So the first time I ever competed, I was actually still a student in beauty school. Wow. How'd you do? Terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention that. But, but I went into it because I didn't feel like I was getting the feedback that I wanted from the teachers at the school. Oh, okay. And so there was this little competition in Reno. And so I went down there. My aunt and uncle lived there at the time too. So I went down there. I think my dad took me. And uh, I competed as in the professional category because of the style of nail that they were doing. Okay. And that was the style of nail I wanted to focus on. And I just wanted some honest feedback from judges. And I placed last and my nails looked terrible compared mm -hmm. to everybody else in that category. And one lady kind of like, well, why did you compete in this one? Like, these are terrible and blah, blah, blah. But that's, I mean, that was why. I wanted honest feedback, not, oh, yeah, looks good. Sign your paper. Right. So, and I got that. And that helped me improve a ton, that experience did. Right, because you strike me as the kind of person that um, good isn't good enough. You want to be the best. Right. You mm -hmm. want them to be perfect. Yeah, and I, and I still, like, 
I learn stuff all the time. So, I mean, I have numerous trophies and from competitions and I still don't think I'm where I could be. I can always get better. You have lots of trophies. I do have lots of trophies. So talk to me then about all these competitions. I mean, they're insane as far as the themes go. You're creating, it's legit (laughs) nail art. Yes. Yeah. Um, Some of them, you know, a lot of the competitions. So I started competing uh, my I competed a little bit here and there way back. And then about seven or eight years ago, I got approached to be a part of a team in England, in London, for a, a competition they were doing there. And they wanted me to do it, and I kind of turned it down. I haven't competed in a long time. I don't know that I want to do it. They kind of made me. Okay. <laughs> so, so I went into it thinking, oh, God. And I ended up doing a lot better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring home any medals or trophies that time. My team actually won the team trophy. But um, individually, I didn't do as well as, but I still did better than I thought I would, Okay. which surprised me. But then I started doing a lot of um, competitions throughout a circuit we have here in the U.S. called the Nail Pro mm-hmm. competitions. And mm-hmm. so I started competing in those. And it, they, a lot of them are on structure and mm-hmm. traditional pink and white and French. And then they, right. they would come up with all these different design categories. So... I was kind of hesitant to do them for a little while and then decided, okay, I'm just going to jump in and I'm going to do it all. So fantasy nail art actually became one of my favorite ones to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's super elaborate. It's not wearable art. It's just to show what you can do with nail products. It's crazy. So yeah. So I've made some very large sculptures out of acrylic that seem large, but they're still small because they have to fit on a fingernail. Somebody has to actually wear them for judging. You're an artist. So in, in a sense, yeah. I mean, you I really guess, are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did you ever think that that's what you would be doing is nail art? No, no. And I think when people see actually your creations, they would agree with me. You are a true artist when it comes to this stuff. You're taking these products and sculpting them into something. Yeah. You know, just like someone who makes fancy cakes. Right. And I get asked all the time, well, did you do art in school? Did you, were you artistic yeah. before this? And th- no. Like, no. I, I can't draw on paper it's a real struggle for me to draw. Like my kids would ask me to draw a horse and it didn't look like a horse, <laughs> but I can draw a mean stick figure. But um, like art classes in school, I never did. I did the required one, but it's like I did enough to get by. Interesting. So it never was something that really interested me. It's it's different when you're working on such a tiny scale because when you're working on a fingernail, it's a series of little tiny dots and lines that you put together to form something. When you're working on like a big canvas, there's a lot more swooping motions and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff involved. And, you know, the more intricate the nail art gets, there is a lot of that too, but it's just a different, different way to see it. And And so I just, I like it. What have you won with the nail art? I mean, you've won some significant. I've won a lot of, well, I've won a, I placed in a lot of nail art categories and a lot of the sculpting categories as well, like traditional just nail sculpting. Um, and then twice I was the Nail Pro Cup champion. So I came out on top of points for the whole series twice. Right. And I think people who aren't in, I mean, I'm not in the nail world, but I get how legit it is. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are like, wait, what? Yeah. There's a lot of people that are like, they do competitions for that? Like, I had no idea that it was this big of a thing. But in the nail world, you're you're pretty it's, well known. You're kind of a yeah. celebrity. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean. No, I, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> So, so that's so, pretty yeah. awesome. So I won the Nail Pro Cup twice. Um, I was on, we formed a team. We, my team won the team trophy four years in a row. And then I was also, I competed in a different circuit, an international circuit, where I came in second in the world. 
Wow. So, so that was cool. That was only in, in three places, but it was the same type of thing where your points compiled. And then, yeah, it came down to the wire in, in London at a competition. It was between me and another nail tech. And I didn't know that. That's amazing. It was, it was pretty amazing. So we competed in the U.S. and in Australia and then again in London. And that that circuit is growing. So mm -hmm. they just had those three. And it was the first time they were doing this global tech award. And it came down to me and a woman named Madeline. And she's amazing. And Madeline, I, I, I was ahead of her in points going into London. But she mm -hmm. turned out this one set of nails that just blew everybody away. It was amazing. And she deserved to win. You know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was great. Awesome. So, so yeah, so, and she's, she's an awesome person. So it was well-deserved by her and, you that's know, so there's cool. no like ill feelings there. So, right. That's yeah. really cool. But yeah, you're definitely well-known in this, in this nail world. Are you going to keep going, keep competing? Um, no, taking a break from competing. I yeah. actually got into judging a little bit this year. So okay. being behind the curtain is a little different. Mm -hmm. Last year, I actually didn't compete last year either through the circuit. And I was a model for the, the team and that was Got to hand it to the people that volunteer to be nail models because that sucks. Does it? <laughs> Why? How yeah. so? It sucks. Well, you think, oh, I'm going to get this glamorous set of nails, and it's not like that at all. I mean, it's, it's certain competitions can run two and a half hours long. So it's two and a half hours that you're sitting there. Right. It's always cold. So, I mean, like, you're freezing. Okay. And then once the nails are done, judging can take, like, in some instances, it took, like, three hours. So it's that you can't get up and go right. do anything like you're sitting there frozen and so and it's it's hard it's and like hard what if something itches like what if you're well, i mean you can what if you have a butt itch <laughs> well you wiggle in the seat i guess i don't know or you try to you try to scratch it but like i i had one model my i think it was my first or second year competing my models would go and they'd be all dressed all cute you know and i had this one girl she had on like a, one of those like um it was just a dress but it was right. a strapless like tube dress okay super cute well, judging that year, you were standing, and she was standing at this curtain. Her hands are under the curtain, and her dress actually fell down, <gasps> and she wasn't wearing anything underneath it, so it was like a struggle to... There's floor judges, so I had to get the floor judges' attention to go help her and pull her dress back up. Pull her up, dress but, back up. I mean, things happen, but we've... I mean, there was a model at one competition, wasn't one of mine, but in fantasy nail art, you can't touch anything. Like, you've got these sculptures on your nails that are huge and half the time you can't move your hand because you're afraid you're going to break the piece that you're wearing. Sure. This girl actually fainted wearing the, because you're in costume, so the models are in costume uh -huh. and the nails are heavy and it was a long time and she actually fainted and wearing wow. it. But, so, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you got to hand it to the, you got to hand it to the models that are willing to put themselves through that. So Some scandal behind the scenes at the nail competition. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I there's, like it. There's always drama, but. Uh, we're going to get to the final three, but first, you do have a salon in yes. Medford. You yes. just recently moved. Yes. We were downtown for nine years, I believe. Wow. Um, and then I uh, moved into a building right out across from Jasper's. Okay. So we and love it out there. We've got windows and it's bright and there's parking and. Okay. Yeah. And there's four nail techs. We've got four nail techs and including then you. including me. And then I've got a, a lash and waxing tech too that does lash extensions and waxing. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Nail it. And that's on, uh, that's South Pacific Highway? North, North Pacific, Pacific Highway. Highway. That's mm -hmm. right. All right. So are you taking clients? Yes. Okay. We, we all are. Yes. All are taking clients. I know we may get some questions, so I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> all right, Allison Baker, let's move on to the final three. Um, best advice you've ever been given? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, maybe don't wear a skirt to a pedicure appointment. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, I had to do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> just let's let's just hold the phone for a second. I forgot. So Allison is actually my nail tech person, and I forgot I had a pedicure that day, and I accidentally wore a dress. And luckily, I love you, and you're great. And you were like, "It's fine." Uh, um, there was the one time that you wore the dress, and your appointment was actually with my son. Oh yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. It was one of those times I was out of town teaching, and yeah. yes, yes. And so. it was it was a last-minute change, and then I was like, oh, I forgot. And then I didn't have time to run home and change. And Well, you're not the only one. <sighs> okay, we thank actually, goodness. And it happens to him more than anybody, oh. where people will forget and wear a skirt to a pedicure appointment. So it's kind of funny. But... But no, for all, it's in, not funny if you're in the chair and you forgot <laughs> and you're wearing a skirt. It's, it's funny not to funny. everybody else in the building, especially mm. when it's Jarrett, because we all sit there and like, <laughs> yeah, giggle. Yeah, yeah right. it's kind of funny. But uh, okay, yeah. seriously. Okay, so seriously, I, you know, I don't. I've probably been given a lot of really good advice over the years, but I am, like we said earlier, I'm one of those that just I I'm gonna do it my own way regardless. Mm. So chances are I probably didn't listen to that advice, and I probably did it my own way, and. If I realize later that I should have probably taken their advice, I, I'll never admit it. Okay. So. Well, maybe your best advice is just listen to your but, gut. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so far things have been okay doing it that way. Okay. I like it. Uh, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back? What would you, what would you miss the most? Um, well, obviously, because I was raised here, like my family's all here. So that would probably be the biggest thing that would bring me back is my family, especially if my kids decided to have kids at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but. One thing I would really miss is the variety of things that are so accessible here. So, like, I've been to different places around the country, and you walk outside, and everything's flat. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just like, gosh, they don't have trees. They don't have mountains. Like, it's just boring here. And that's one thing that I, I think I would really miss is just the scenery. Like, you can go anywhere around here mm -hmm. in an hour drive and see some amazing sights. And I so, so agree. Like, I know we can't see the ocean, but I know it's close. Right. It's so close. So I, you can totally do the ocean in a day, you know, mm -hmm. go there and back. And I, you know, I've done it multiple times and, you know, I love the coast and even the mountains and up the area by Crater Lake and Union Creek. I mean, yeah. that's stuff you don't get most places. No. So you can escape. Yeah. I like it. Uh, if you were ever given a final meal and a final <laughs> drink, what would that look like? Okay, so uh, locally, um, I'd probably have to say some good pepperoni pizza from Angelo's. Okay. And a Dutch Bros uh, blended double torture. Really? Yep. Because you are a caffeine-aholic. I am a caffeine-aholic. And, and, you know, a lot of people would probably go to some alcohol drink or wine, or, but I'm not a big drinker. I just... Just coffee. I, I can drink coffee all day long. <laughs> you, you need that. You need that T-shirt that says "I love coffee" and maybe three people. Uh, yeah, that's probably pretty true, actually. <laughs> I've seen another one that like nail techs are fueled on glitter and coffee. I don't know, so it's, I'm pretty sure that's a, a pretty accurate statement too. I like. If it, it was something from anywhere in the world, I would have to say tzatziki dip from Greece, and then some good bread and a cappuccino. Well, I'm gonna say this. You have told me stories about eating around the world mm -hmm. and there's you're not afraid to try anything oh no i'll try anything once once yeah. well, well except dog they tried to get me to eat dog in korea and i couldn't do it well thank you for that um what was something that you you had something i want to say in japan that you were like it looked disgusting but it was actually really good it was korea i think it was uh moving octopus legs they were moving they were moving did they move in your mouth 
Yeah. Yeah. Until I chomped him up enough. But yeah, I actually recorded it and sent it. I I think I posted it on Facebook. It was a long time ago, but everybody was thoroughly grossed out. But they had like just chopped the legs off of very young octopi and put them on the plate. And they got to the table and I had to do a second look because I was, they're moving. They're moving. Yeah. I picked one up, popped it in my mouth, chewed it up. It was delicious. I mean, freshest octopus you're ever going to have, but it was That's pretty fresh. Yeah. That's real fresh. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't (laughs) think you'd get much fresher. (laughs) All right, Allison Baker, you're funny. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play. You can check out the video portion of this podcast at ktvl.com. Just click on features and then off script. Once again, Allison Baker from Nail It Salon in Medford. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me.